Hey everybody, welcome to Mortals Inc. Podcast. We're back here. It's Carlos Robles from Immortals Inc., the uh, proprietor, half of them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, and of course, I have uh, Nate Elwood with me again. Greetings. Our uh, role play reviewer, discusser of many things, and I don't know, a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does 40K on Friday nights too. So. I do. I do. Or uh, what are you doing now? The Kill Team right Kill now. Kill Team yeah. is very nice, specializing in. But uh, anybody wants to play 40K, come on. Yeah, down. we got whatever you want to play. We're here. Games Workshop yeah. related, it's here. Yes. Specifically, futuristic games workshop related. Yes, that's, we're kind of keep a theme there. Yeah, because Age of Sigmar is on Thursday nights. Yeah, so that's Friday bad. night, forty k. Yep. Uh, you got nothing better doing going on. So come on. Yeah, Friday night. You know, instead of drinking. Well, we're talking about role players here. So, oh well, you know, come on now. Unless Josh is you getting that liquor license, Josh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not getting a liquor license. <laughs> just playing. Just playing. All right, so today we're going to review Over the Edge, yeah. role-playing game, yes. but uh, we'll do that in a second. You got anything new and exciting before I go on my uh, rant about... Uh, I mean, other than the, the 40K Friday nights, uh, not really, I mean... Apocalypse came out, and you're not even going to say something <laughs> like that? Ah, well... Don't, don't me... I'll put, it, I'll put it this way, though. No, I'm kidding. Apocalypse seems really, really cool, um, but uh, it seems like the buy more models type of... You know, business model they have. Like, why just have a normal game when you can have, you know, 10,000 miniatures instead of, you know, is it more 200. For the guy, it's more for the guys who've got huge armies. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, you would not. Not building up to an apocalypse. Right, you, okay. you don't start off like, I'm going to play 40K and I'm going to buy Apocalypse because no, okay, you'll be spending yeah. like thousands of dollars on an army for that. So, yeah. That's just, the impression uh, I got that this, if you got too many models, right. if you've been, this rule system. Right, you know, <laughs> they have eight additions and there have been people playing for 30 plus years so they have quite the collection yeah so you know I this is that. bring all your toys type of thing yeah. i don't think i could do an like i i don't think i'd have enough points what's the points for apocalypse well it goes it goes by uh it's a completely different game i mean it's similar to 40k but it's very completely different as far oh. as rules and stuff go so it's it's all based off of power levels so basically each unit would have a different rating to it and you'd build up to they say regularly around a 100 point and that's if you were to put into like match play point systems it'd probably be around 3,000 to, to oh, 3,500 well, 3, per side. They do it by units though? Yeah, they do it by no. units. I mean, don't get me wrong, it looks like a cool game. I've seen a lot of reviews on it, I've seen a lot of, of battle reports on it, but I myself haven't picked it up yet, just because I, even I don't have, like, the force. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. you know, I didn't... Oh. <laughs> Nate's kids are saying hi on chat. Oh, they're watching. They're probably, At least, hey, we got two viewers. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, help us, Dad. <laughs> That's not my father's. <laughs> <laughs> Someone save us. <laughs> well, that's cool. But, yeah, that, you know, I, got, I, I went light on the apocalypse because I figured it'd be a special order thing. And mm-hmm. I got the core. I mean, it's one box of rules, so I haven't even looked at it. So. I mean, it's a unique system. It really is. And, and if you have a huge amount of models, definitely. I mean, What's you it? and your friends, like normally Apocalypse was like, hey, let's play an Apocalypse game. You bring all your toys, I'll bring all mine, and we'll get two turns done in a weekend. Like literally three days of playing and you'll get to turn oh, two. okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But now this is sped it up quite a bit. It's very unique. It's very, uh, it takes the huge amount of models and condenses the rules enough to make it where you could play a big, huge game in three hours just like a regular game of 40k or something. so it, it's it is cool I will, I will not take away from it being cool but it's definitely not like hey you want to play 40k let's start this game because you you will 
you have to have an immense army to begin oh, with. Okay. What's the play area on that? I say again. The play area, how big? Uh, it's six by four, but it can be bigger depending on how how many points you know, how many power level points you have. They, oh, it's same size. It, it to for a hundred power level, yes. But oh. once you get higher than that, they recommend like I think it's like a, a eight by four. Like a, I mean, it it gets to pretty big tables if oh, if, cool. if need be. So, all right. Well, we got that uh, this last weekend, which was the. Fourth, no, not no. the fourth of July. Well, the fourth of July. Well, the fourth of July weekend was pre-release for yeah. Magic twenty twenty. So um, this last weekend, Magic twenty twenty came out. It's a core set. So if anybody wants to jump in at a core set or jump into Magic, this is a good time to say. This, this yeah. is my opinion. This is a good time to jump in because you don't have to follow a storyline or anything. Fridays, fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks for Friday drafts, yeah. and it's a new set. So it's if you're into it or you want to start getting into it, that's a good way to go. We also do. I don't even remember. Uh, Commander on Tuesdays or Saturdays and Mondays. Tuesdays is, are we keeping modern or are we changing something? Yeah, Tuesdays we're going to switch modern to something else because modern kind of... Kind of petered out a little kinda bit. Kind of petered out. Commander took over and standard started actually showing up. More people start playing. Well, isn't standard more the more cash. competitive type? It is, but I think people are having fun with a new set. With the War okay. of the Spark and uh, maybe this, I think they're starting to have fun with it again. I think they're trying to keep the prices down. But I, I've noticed a lot of people playing casual, mm -hmm. play standard. I think they're because they're new. Right. I think eventually they'll go over to modern. They'll either go over to like, modern or. Uh, like commander. I was talking to a couple of people about magic, and they're like, "Oh, you would like you know?" Because I'm not looking to have a really competitive game. Like, oh, just just do a clan deck, like make all goblins or something. You you probably won't ever win, but it's going to be fun. I'm like, oh, all right, it's no fun if I can't win. Well, well, you can always try. Well, then they're like, I'm like, well, what, what about a Semi-competitive. Oh, you know, only seven or eight hundred dollars for a deck. I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, it's no, not gonna no. happen. Oh, standard, yeah, <laughs> yeah standard, yeah, yeah. Like, standard. Sometimes the that's a that's a tier two deck. You if a tier one, you're, you're looking uh, at like two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's what seven eight hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, well, tier one. What competitive even if you have deck. that? It's too. Well, I'm, I'm I mean, like, that's I, I guess depends on how much hey, money you want to waste. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, because you buy some role playing books and. Oh, one man, weekend, yeah. you could it's a couple hundred bucks if you yeah, really take me to Gen Con one time and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, like college fun kids. <laughs> I, I like going now and buying stuff I don't need because yeah, you know, it's terrible. I'm it's old terrible. and I have disposable income. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say I'm rich. No, I'm not. Not, not at all. <laughs> we get pops on a regular basis. We found a new place. We can pre order pops. The funny little guys. Who doesn't like Pops? Funko Pops. Sorry. Yeah. Funko Pops. We can pre-order those. We can special order those. We can do all that again. They they, they do have the uh, Stranger Things ones down yeah, there. Yeah, I got they those got the pre-ordered. So. Yeah, so I got pre-ordered for the new ones. And I, I try to stick with, like, relevant stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get, like, whatever. Bullwinkle or something. Yeah. I was going to get the President's. But he wouldn't let me. Uh, yeah. It started with George Washington on up. And he's like, no, that's stupid. I'm like, all right. You unpatriotic person. No, I'm kidding. I don't think you have enough room to store them anymore. But. I got a whole stay. I got a, whole, I got a garage. Uh, oh, all right. I got a you garage. Got, you got more. You got more. Oh, uh, let's see. Tiny Towns is still out. The board game. I don't know anything about it, but it was supposed to be the talk of the town. So I said I'd mention it. Uh -huh. So I did. Tiny Towns. I'll have to look at it. I just gave a copy of Tiny Towns to... Side quest, the bar in Lakewood. I oh, just gave right. them, yeah, because I just, I just shouldn't say I gave it to them, but you know, we have an arrangement. They, we do a little ad there and they get board games. And that's uh, a great place I to go. I just dropped off Tiny Towns and uh, Beard. 
Bird, beard, and bird. So if you want to try the game out, mm. uh, go ahead down to side and have a, a, a couple of tasty beverages yeah. and, and good company too. Yeah. Like I've, I've they're silly yet to go in there and not have a good time. Yeah, so. they're, they're pretty silly. So they, yeah. they got a bunch of games you can try down there too. Oh yeah, they have a whole. So they have three whole shelves of, of games. Just to, you come in there and uh, they do make you put a little bit of money, like on some of the well, rare and old. Yeah, you yeah, got to put yeah, something I mean, just because you know you have you have alcohol <laughs> and games. So yeah, if somebody spills their beer all over a game from the 1980s, that's hard to find. Come on, come on, we're not new here. We all know what happens you yeah. know um there's a lot of that vanguard came out with a new set this weekend called i have no idea because it's crazy oh it's it's all yeah it's whatever they are <laughs> i i wish i knew i should probably prepared better but i got here late and but the only the, well, it wasn't even like the vanguard i wanted to say i wanted to re again re uh, revisit pre-orders if you want to get something and it's limited and you want to get it for sure and you want me to get a lot of it Pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. That's all I have to say because I can't, this is a business part of it, I can't dump a lot of money into something that maybe you might pick up. I don't know. You know, especially if you prepay. Everybody's got overhead. Yeah. You can prepay, (laughs) you get a discount, prepay a lot, you might get a better discount. You know, you you just have to see. But come talk to us, mostly Josh, because I hate giving stuff away. It's or Diana, Josh, definitely. That, well, Josh is, Diana's. Josh yeah. is pretty cheap. Yeah. Diana's the one to talk to. She'll <laughs> give it away for nothing. <laughs> yeah, paying you what? But uh, yeah, just come Honestly, on, guys. Though, yeah, this it, is for the Vanguard guys. Come on, get your keep, orders in. Keep your in. brick and mortar stores going. Yeah, uh, I can't. Come on in and, and and get what you want. I can't guess. You know, like three weeks, one week, and I'm not criticizing them, but just it is with the flow of it. Yeah. If. A month beforehand, yeah, everybody wants it, and then I have to pre—I have to pre-order things months in advance. Right, and then especially like Vanguard, it's very specific. If you said I wanted ten boxes, that's what you get. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't call up the day of or two weeks before and go, "Hey, I, I need another ten. Ah, too bad. You know, we yeah. don't have any limited release. Yeah, it's just they very that, make yeah. very specific amounts and allocations for it. And um, but if you give me pre-orders, I can work better. You know, work with me, so I know. You know, and then that's it. That's it for now. That's to it. To the end. I have one other note. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One last thing. Uh, I was contacted by Gaming at the Cabin. This is three fu- full days of gaming fun, August 9th through 11th. Um, this group came in. They said they, they rented a cabin out in Hinkley, Ohio. The Brooklyn Exchange Cabin. That, you ever hear of that? I have not. It's Hinkley. I guess they're going to have three days of gamings. Uh, what kind of gaming are they doing? Uh, board yeah. gaming. I think this is their first time doing it, but they asked us to push it out, so I did. If you Must go be a to big cabin, then huh? Hopefully, it's a big cabin. <laughs> they said it was like one of those big, uh, like those big, oh yeah, open cabins. Pavilion, I, I, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Okay. But if you go to a gaming at the cabin, oof. Google gaming at the cabin. It'll pop up. <laughs> they got is a very it, is big, it, long website. Who's here. it being? Uh, Put on by? Is it a, a group? Gaming, it's a smaller group, a brand new group. Hmm. Let's put it this way. They have a Google.com site, gaming.atthecabin.home. Okay. So it's, it's new. It's yeah. new. It doesn't mean you shouldn't give them a try, but some people like to get out in the woods for a while, gaming. Usually those things are good. They seem to, they seem wholesome. Seemed on the up and up. They seem wholesome and normal. It wasn't right. like a cult came in. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you Go, have any despondent Come people? to this cabin <laughs> in the woods. Do you have any despondent people yeah. that, you know. <laughs> Where's all your introverts who don't talk that much? You know, that don't have families. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they seem pretty cool. Gaming at the cabin. We have flyers here, and we'll probably push it out again before then. So. All right. All right. So I'm done with my spiels. And um, 
Nate, go over to over the edge. What? Oh, Josh, I am drinking Liquid Death. Now available here at Immortals Inc. <laughs> Bavarian, not Bavarian. Drinking water from the Australian Alps. Murder your thirst. We have this for sale, and I drink it. And it's water in a can, so don't be surprised. Mm -hmm. But it's mountain water in a can. From the Alps. Go to liquiddeath.com and check out their ad. Yeah. If you're watching the ad, we'll make you want to come and get one. Yeah. I'm going to take a sip right now, and they will talk. <laughs> All right. So we are going to be talking about this lovely, lovely book called Over the Edge. Like the way that started. Well, <laughs> it's, it's actually the third edition of this game. First edition was in 1992. And that was kind of when the independent uh, or just indie role-playing games in general were, were really 90s? big. 90s? Man, I, yeah. I, I could have thought it was the 80s. But uh, 19, probably a holdover, but go ahead. 1992 is the first edition. Second edition came out in 1997. And uh, at the time, it was unique because it used a dice pool. And at that time, a lot of games, like other than like Shadowrun or, or Vampire and stuff, it was, you know, a D20 or, or, you know, it was based upon what you rolled, not how many successes you got. You know, everybody knows. Well, most people know how a dice pool works. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of innovative at the time when it came out. So fast forward, you know, 20 some odd years later, and they come out with a third edition. So from Atlas Games, uh, it's about 275 pages long, hardback. Uh, it's easy to navigate. I'll give it that. Uh, the index is built into it. And it's very good. It also comes with a very. I like how a lot of role playing games are doing this now, where they have the built in ribbon uh, bookmark. That's. I have noticed that's on it's, everything now. It's the like the little things. Yeah, now. that's. <laughs> never use it, but yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um, Me personally. What's funny about this is Eva is the the creator. Um, kind of. I don't know. It, some people might find it funny or endearing or whatnot, but um, he's basically like, oh, you need to make this your book. You know, like it, it's such a open ended type of game that, you know, you have you should fill in the margins, put all your notes and that should be your book. It should be definitely like if somebody picked up like, oh, oh wait, this is this is so and so's book. And he's like, and then buy a second copy and, and have that for your players. You know, <laughs> great marketing, great marketing. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Does it say so, that in there? Yeah, it actually, uh, there's, there's like a, a good paragraph of like how to make, like you should make this book your own and whatnot. And you know, it, it, it's a weird game. Okay, okay. All right, it's a weird game. Was it tongue in cheek or was it a serious? <sighs> you know, it's hard to tell. I mean, this whole book's premise is, is a little weird. Okay, go ahead. Um, so uh, it's a sandbox game and it focuses on characters, kind of fast gameplay and weird concepts. Um, it's meant for players and GMs to toss whatever ideas they could possibly have into a blender right? and hit the grind button and just think of any conspiracy theory ever and even ones that haven't been thought of yet throw them all in there and you can have this game um, so before I get to like the potatoes of the game which is the rules we well, got to get to the meat which is the setting and I can see why this is a cult classic. Like it's it's an interesting setting. So the action takes place on an island in the uh, Atlantic called uh, Alamar or Alamarja. Arja. I, I can't. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing it. It's A L hyphen A M A R J A. Alamarja. But 
I'll look for you, but go ahead. <laughs> it's on this, like I said, it's on this Atlantic Island. Its main city is The Edge, which is really where you're going to be, what this book completely focuses on. Um, oh. It's both. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, there's a map in here. And it's, yes. Oh, The Edge. Oh, I get it. It's like the ultimate democratic republic capitalist state, right? So it's, it's run by the state, which is a highly militarized bureaucratic mind bogglingly uh bureaucratic <laughs> like mm -hmm. debilitating so in some ways um and it's just it's weird i'll put it that way it's weird because everything like it's almost like a parallel earth you could say in a way where it's in the near future but there's also aliens and paranormal stuff and uh, just anything you can think of, actually. I mean, it's, it's hard to, to shoehorn it in and give it an accurate description. But basically, it's, it's designed so that whatever you can think of, you can put into this game. Whatever crazy idea you come up with, you put into this game. It gives you guidelines on how to do that. It gives you an amazing, like half the book, over 100 pages of the book are dedicated to the city of the edge. It goes, breaks it down district by district, the movers and shakers, a lot of springboards for ideas and adventures or, or yeah. whatever. And it's the, the meat of the game is that setting. And from what I've now, I never played the original game back in the '90s. I remember hearing about it. Like there was a friend of mine who was who was into the game. He it's one of those games where he was always trying to get everybody else to play. And we're like, "Well, what do you do?" And he's like going through, and we're like, "And you know, we'll play Warhammer instead." So I mean, but it definitely has its the people who really really like the game. And I think this book is catered to people who liked the game before. Because there's a lot of inside jokes that if you are new to this game reading through it like the, the first time i read through the book there's a lot of stuff like that doesn't this doesn't make they're, they're making references to stuff they haven't talked about yet so it was it was it felt like you were kind of like you're, you're reading a book and you feel like you're the outsider in yeah. a new click and Out it's like what <laughs> yeah um i wish i could say that this game was was fantastic i really do because there's concepts in there that are really cool it looks like it's just flipping through it it looks like it's a mesh of every you know like you said conspiracies it's, and aliens and, and mutants and right sci-fi and fantasy and i mean don't get me wrong it's, it's a cool setting like yeah. the, the 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 city of the edge the premise behind it it looks detailed too and I just even the the gm section where it goes through the history of earth and how all this weird stuff came about it's really cool i mean it's very cerebral but it's it's really hard to i think if, if you weren't a fan before or if this wasn't directly up your alley this would be a book that you'd be like man why'd i pick it up I mean, very specific yeah answer. and if okay. and like i said it just reading through it the first time around i'm like man you really do feel like you're out of the loop because there's all these references to previous stuff that if you hadn't read it before you you don't understand you know i remember right there was some there was a lot of uh there was a fair amount of uh adventures or backstory yeah, to this yeah a lot and, and there was even a card game yes so i mean there, okay, there was so. a lot to over the edge in the 90s and there's a lot of supplements that, i mean they had enough to make it a second edition mm -hmm. this is not second edition update this is a new brand system. new game right i mean they they have 
they kept the ideas and the concepts and stuff in there, but they, they kind of updated some of the stuff. Cause I mean, obviously like from the nineties, you know, you're not going to have fax machines and stuff like that. And, but all the shenanigans of the old game, if you were into it from what I was reading, it's still in here. It's just been modified a little bit to make it more 21st century. Okay. Um, and you know, I, I can't, to be honest, like the system itself going through the system, like it's meant to, here's the rules all right now. They're really simple. Throw that to the side. Focus on the story. That's pretty cool. And it does that pretty well. Like character creation is it's a breeze, really. I mean, you start off by the GM saying, okay, well, I'm going to have a story arc. And I want my arc to be X amount of sessions. One, this two, is G- three. DM. This is the GM. GM. Before the game even starts, when the players sit down to make characters, he's like, it's, it's kind of like they, they compare it to like a sitcom or something like that. Like, uh, this is one story arc. This is how long I want to play. Because it's meant for you not to have the same characters over and over and over for a really long time. So if you have a story and you say, okay, I right. want to have a, a four adventures, right. month-long story. Right. It's going to be four adventures. And that sets the level of the characters. How long the story is going to be, that's how competent. the. So obviously, if you have this really long, drawn-out adventure, you, you don't want to play bumpkins. So mm-hmm. they'll be like, okay, you know, you'll set. And to be honest, the, the stats are really secondary to be in. There's only three stats that's it i mean the whole point of the game is to make this really unique character and it's a really it is a cool way to make a character basically you come up with your name very easy then you have what's called the question mark and that's a um an adjective to kind of describe or a short phrase to describe a character so but it needs to be presented as kind of a question like so what i put was johan doe you know and Question mark is like regular guy. And then you have your main trait. And this is a description, basically, that's going to set the tone for what your character can be able to do. So I put something very union plumber inhabited by an alien energy life form. That's and that's okay. it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Boom. You can and you can put whatever you want in there. And that's you know? that's the sta- that's part of the stats. That's part of the stats that then you have to, you know, kind of go through. OK, so if this guy's a union plumber and he's uh, inhabited by an alien energy life form so all right so he's got a marketable skill he's accustomed to hard work decent physical shapes he can get into places easy because honestly you put a hard hat and carry a ladder you, mm-hmm. you could probably get into fort knox uh he's not conspicuous but on the same side that whole alien life form thing he's excessively highly intelligent and he knows things mm. then you have a secondary trait just one word to whatever i put telekinetics move stuff with his mind Oh, and okay. there's the premise so, of the game yeah. there you go boom that that's, that's your, your character. character that All is right. your character then you have um capability grades which is more specific to the arc how many sessions you're gonna have you know or level mm-hmm. and you those are basically re-rolls when you cast lots lots are a different thing i'll get into that friends and then you have your trouble what it's meant for that everybody at the table can understand your character a little better and to kind of goad your character into doing things that let's face it you want to happen in a role-playing game like playing it safe and sitting around eating potato chips and watching a movie is not nobody would sit around to role play that so you know like like with this since he's an alien life form you know he sometimes he misunderstands what's normal and he'll act too alien at times and then you have notes which is height weight age sex or little little things like you know how did this character come about? You okay. know? 
And, and that's it. That's it. That's your character. There's no number stats? There are number stats that come with the uh, copability grade. There's fight, sway, and weird. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's it. So this is truly a that's storytelling. Everybody comes up right, with a very unique yep. and the weirder the better. Like you want to play something that's really... And then they work together to have a way of all com- coming together, some kind of theme for the group. And then you play a game. So... I, like I said, the concept of it is pretty cool. Um, but overall, I, it's an off-putting game because it's, it's so unwieldy and so ambiguous and such broad strokes it is. that it's almost like, well, just sit around and storytell. I mean... It, is that why maybe that's why this got so much background? It's... You'd have to have a, the background for this. That's, but I mean, really. that's probably why I mean, they have so much background. And uh, it's not, Man, it sounds like a total... Um, total storytelling, role right. playing. Like it's it's meant for you to be pretty loose in how the game develops and think on your feet and and much like the the Blades in the Dark. Mm-hmm. But Blades in the Dark even had more. It was really clunky. And in fact, they they made it really cool concepts, but made it really really clunky. Which is why I it, it was a great. It's a great game, but like it's it's hard to play. But it's possible. With this one, it's more along the lines of flying by the seat of your pants. And unless you have a group that is really comfortable together, really good at coming up with stuff on the yeah, fly. So this wouldn't be like a new game. No. Not even some, believe me, some experienced people I think would have trouble with this game. Because you always have the one dude who just likes to sit around and wants to roll dice and, and kill stuff. There's always one in the group, right? No way. This is not for that. <laughs> and then again, there's, and <laughs> there's a lot Josh. of weird stuff in there like... Now, in Josh, the original ones, like everybody has nooses as as neckties. That's like a fashion thing. If you didn't know that, from if, if I didn't go back and read about, it, I'm like, why the hell is almost every picture in here somebody has a noose around their neck? And then I went back and I realized, oh, see, I vaguely remember something about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I've never, baboons. I never played it, but I read <laughs> some of. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot the of baboons. baboons. I, I don't know but why is an like, island. I'm not trying to to completely poo on this game because it it's got great ideas in it. But to be honest, I, it just doesn't. This this third edition there's no hit points you get stricken and you can be stricken up to x amount of time it's it's so ambiguous and painted with such broad strokes that it doesn't give it enough structure to truly be a game that kind of fits into the niche of of role playing this is definitely a very small percentage of people who've been into the game before would be really into this game and that's kind of unappealing to me because i like i like bringing people into new games but even even experienced gamers might have a problem with this simply because it's so ambiguous. I could see this from what you're describing as just sitting around basically telling a story. Yeah. With this huge background, with this already. Well, there's a dice rolling aspect to it. It's not so it's not just, you know, the old cops and robbers bang, bang. I shot, you know, it's, it's called casting lots. And there's a really weird part in here about the dice. I don't know if it was meant as tongue in cheek, but it's almost like there's a good it's almost a half a page talking about just the two sixers that you use for the game, 2d6, um, for all of your rolls, it's going to be 2d6. Based on your grades, if it's higher or lower than how, what you're trying to accomplish, what's harder, you can re-roll. But basically, you want to get a, a 7 or an 8, depending on how difficult it is. And rolling 4s is good, and rolling 3s is bad. They're called twists. So if you rolled, let's say, a three and a four, you get one good twist and one bad twist, and you accomplish what you wanted. You roll two threes, you didn't accomplish what you want, and very bad things happen. You roll two fours, crazy eights, get 
what you want to accomplish plus two good twists. It's really Is there a chart. <laughs> that's just it. It's, it's left up completely. They give guidelines on what twists could be, but it's really it's, it. The GM has to be very experienced and very quick on their th- on their feet. You don't think somebody was being lazy, do you? Or they just think I this don't is think their it vision? was. I think I, what I think it was because it's the original creator who who did third edition, and he wanted to do something new. And when you have somebody that intimate oh, with the knowledge, original? right? All right well, when you have somebody already that I'm intimate sure with the knowledge already, it's really easy to come up with this stuff. But I think people just stepping into this is definitely a game that I don't think a new player would would like to pick up at all, at all. And, and in fact, unless you're a really niche group, I don't think that you'd want to pick it up. Like, unless you really want to know what Over the Edge is about, if you maybe if you really like the setting and you want to use a different you, type of game system. Do you think he wrote it? So does it seem like he wrote it for the ones that played it before? It, like I said, the whole. Or do you book think seems, he was too close to it? Like, I so, think it's a combination of both. Okay. I think a combination of being really close to it because it, it, you could tell that they, the, the writer loved what they were doing. Oh, There's yeah, yeah, not, yeah. nothing in here that says they were being uh, shorthanded or. Uh, Laxadaisical or anything. They love what they're so doing. say the book looks good. Yeah. A lot of oh yeah. There's the the book itself is beautiful. It's got good art in it. Um, it's got it's laid out well. I mean, all of the all the hallmarks of a good role playing game are there, except the system itself being so ambiguous, so broad stroke that it would be unless you're an excessively witty person and you have excessively witty character PCs, it would be hard to run. And, and well, it's a major shortfall, in my opinion, on, on something that otherwise, with more structure, in my opinion, and again, this is just my opinion. You, you kind of like rules. Yeah. I, you, you, you like, I like having... You like, like systems. I've, right. I've been listening I, to you. So you, you I like, like having systems. a clear set way of doing things. Yeah. Because other than that, why even have just, just sit around and, and make up a story, you know? And to me, I like having the idea of, of uh, that randomness of like combat systems or or uh i like having that chance and and if it's presented well easier the better like like with the all flesh you know you roll one one die and you add a couple of things together and boom Mm -hmm. you know to me that is awesome because you can you can put that into situations in this you don't really want to roll dice that often it's called casting lots because it's i mean you don't want to roll dice because the you want to climax type stuff for this to happen for you so a lot of it's just talking which is fine you know but but again there's sometimes where you want that randomness that chance part to come in i mean this is just again this is just yeah, the opinion say, of Nate, yeah but. yeah no i could see though where if you were a, a storytelling guy or you had a storytelling group or like right. a bunch of say actors right or, you know a playhouse or, or whatever it is you know people that are creative huh? a, a trope yeah improv yeah, yeah a trope of people trope yeah right. a trope of is that actors trope? Yeah. yeah actors or improv or something like that where you don't want the rules this is probably sounds like something you would like to try but i think it looks like it's got a pretty good background it does no so, i mean it, it's got 25 so years yeah, of, of background just just yeah just listening to you and knowing that and, and i'm looking it sounds like he's more worried about his world his background world that he wants to play in and yeah, the rules I mean, are set, rules are like yeah, okay, you know, if you need random, here's random, or this is just something to make it so it's not just people yelling at each other. Right. This is what I did. No, you didn't. You know. <laughs> you well, know? from even the from what I was reading about the old editions, it, it was still the rules took second place to story, mm-hmm. but they were. Oh, I think it was called the warp system. Was the, was yeah, the term for? But it it actually 
I mean, it had enough rules in it that it gave it more structure. This one is just, to me, it's just too ambiguous. And uh, like I saw, just, talked about yeah. casting lots. It's two D6s. I mean, like I said, a half a page is, is talking about basically fetishizing your dice. I don't know if it's tongue in cheek or not, but I mean, it's like you <laughs> should I, pick these two dice and they should always be your two dice and they should be only for this game. And, <laughs> and you should, even, even every time you play this game, this is only, even if they roll badly or whatever, they, these are the dice that you use <laughs> only for this. And, it, and I mean, it's like, uh, hey, that would make me laugh. You just right. tell me that makes me laugh. It's almost like, here, put like, these on a shrine, yeah. on an altar, sacrifice this, one bunny if, a week. If he's being serious, I'm a little creeped out, but right. if he's just being funny, it's, that's it's, it's funny. You don't know. You don't know. Well, that's, <laughs> hence the name over, over the, the edge. maybe right. that's what he's going for i don't know i mean like i said the premise behind it is is pretty cool the, the conspiracies that are in here are really good and and the the history the alternate history and stuff it's really good it's good read it's a good read okay i'll, I'll get that like when you get to the city and you're going through like oh wow that's really cool that's really cool that's really cool um but yeah the the system itself i think is its biggest downfall and and it, it's it doesn't lend itself to new players or even like even casual type play, I could see. Like here, here's a one-off. But actually, as over over three or four as, games, yeah, I don't I, see this I don't as a one-off or I, or anything long. Like I don't, I can't imagine playing this for years. I couldn't I, just from your description. I can't say I would introduce this to new players. No. If you liked Over the Edge before, yeah. yes. If you are really into the role play aspect or the uh, the background, the story or the, the the storytelling event of it, and you have a group of them probably maybe give it a try but yeah but if something new probably not if, if you're, you're just, in, if you like the dice rolling you like the rules and the structure right. like you said probably not for you right i mean like that's just my opinion yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. got no, their no, own you're, taste you're a rules guy man i, but, I hate to tell you that but, but <laughs> you you like your structure just yeah. from the way you've been talking like i love story i yeah. love story you, like, you like story but you like the rules with the story right I could almost, you know, I, I would like to Baron von Munchausen a lot of things, but I can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a reference. No. <laughs> no, I love rules. I am, I am all about the rules. Like, what I, what I think makes a good rule system is they keep what's important important, and mm -hmm. they keep what's not important not important. You know, like with Forbidden Lands, oh, uh, how many arrows do I have instead of... Okay, I roll a, you know, mm -hmm. you got a die setting. Okay, I roll that. Yeah. Once I get a two, it goes down. But like, I love that idea. Th those are awesome. Or, or taking parts of the game that is normally overlooked and being able to put a story into it with the journeys and stuff like that in, in both uh, fifth edition of Middle Earth and, and Forbidden Lands. And like all those things that like, here's just a very simple system to, to give structure to something that you would normally overlook. Whereas this is everything, just paint it however you wish. And like... There's a lot of good advice for GMing in here. I'm not saying they just like throw you to the wolves or anything, but it's to me, it's so ambiguous that it, it, it would it'd be hard, I think, unless you had the perfect group of people to play. That's that's my opinion. It'd you, be very difficult. I, I almost it almost sounds like you just continued writing from day one to here. Yeah. OK. I mean, it, everything from the previous editions are in here, I think. If you would have kept the old rule system and just updated it, be like, here is second edition updated to the 21st millennium. And I kept the old rule. You know, like, but even in the beginning, like, why, why everything new? He's like, I didn't want to write something, just rehash. Something. Okay. And I, I can mean, at least that. he's honest about it. Right. That. I can respect that. I can be like, all right, he just didn't want to be like, you know, like how a lot of old bands that disbanded, like, hey, one of us needs a new house. Oh, okay. We're going on a reunion tour, guys. You know, I get that. He doesn't want to just be like, hey, you know, yeah. there's, here's a supplement. Sometimes you got to leave something. But I, I think, yeah, I think he kind of threw the, the baby out the bathwater with it. And, oh, okay. 
He kept all the, the, the great meat, but the potatoes part, it, it turned well, the mush. A little soggy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if, if you're well, an old fan of it, pick it up. Honestly, pick it up just, just to see, because there's a lot of ideas that he kept in there, but, you know, changed significantly. Pick it up, see what's new about it. And, and definitely, you know, wax nostalgic about it. That's awesome. What kind of number would you give it? What's your rating on that? Out of 10, I'd give it a five. Oh, give it a five. Eight. Eh, well, eh, it's, it's, it's middle it's of the middle road. Of the road. So middle. Like if, if it was a bad story in there too, like if it was just the system without all the cool stuff about the edge and Al, mm-hmm. Al Amara and, and the cool alternate history and conspiracy theories, it would have been, th- this would have been like, just, just use it for firewood, man. <laughs> like, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's got a good story. Yeah, it's got a good story. It's, no, it's got a great premise. Not enough rules for Nate. But that's cool. But no, 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 that's, you know, that's why you're honest with it. I didn't read it because I never do. <laughs> I trust you. And if that's your opinion, that's your opinion. That's it's cool. almost like this is great for script writers, to be honest. That's what I felt like we're reading it. Like the person who wrote this must have had some kind of like script writing at one time because it's, it's all story. Could be a movie background. Right. Yeah, okay, like yeah, very yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Very Hollywood. Oh, that's cool. That's cool too. But. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, anything else past that? Uh Anything, I mean, after the review, anything else you can think of? Uh, new, exciting, any end notes? What's the end notes? The end notes for this one, I think, is reiterate coming on Fridays for 40, 40K, 40K Fridays. Fridays. 40K Fridays. Uh, We've got plenty of terrain, tables, space. Brick and mortar stores. Come on in, pre-order some stuff, or just hang out, mm-hmm. play some games with some weird people in the good way. All right, so I got a few things we're going to throw out. Finally, after uh, everything we've been doing, I'm going to, we're going to start renting the podcast room. Josh is working on a final draft of a uh, contract. So mm-hmm. if you want to use a podcast, it, hey, we're not Hollywood, but if you want to get something done for a reasonable price, there you, go. you can do audio, video, some editing, and all that good nonsense. So we're going to have that out for renting. It's going to be very affordable. Uh, we have pretty good equipment. Every time we get some couple extra bucks from Patreon or wherever we have it, uh, we upgrade it. Mm-hmm. So it should, uh, it's been going, I, I, you know, and uh, we also have the new exclusive gaming room, which is which really has cool. a table of ultimate gaming. It's a private gaming room. It looks like a little dungeon. looks like private area. You can yes. play. We've rented out in four hour blocks. We're going to finalize that maybe make some kind of goofy little, you know, just web commercial where we walk around or something like that. Um, don't forget about our online card selection. Go to our website, immortalsinc.com, hit store, and it'll take you right there. You need Magic, uh, Vanguard, or some Yu-Gi-Oh!, some Pokemon. we got some other stuff going on there. Spellfire. <laughs> you know what? I, I, one day I will look at it, or I'll just give you money and say, go away. But uh, we got all that going on, so take a look. Uh, we are becoming more and more customers we are growing a little bit a little bit at a time uh my staff which is basically my family and friends uh are the ones doing all the work so you guys are growing it i'm just like i said i just pay the bills and i order stuff yeah and uh, i just kind of sit behind and make sure everything runs he, he allows them to go to the bathroom every now and again it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> i let them get out yeah the only thing i ask is as the store as we grow we're a big family we like to think of our customers as family just treat each other respectfully. That's what I'm asking. So don't, uh, don't come in here a hot mess. Don't come in here and cross problems. Don't come in here and expect 
I don't know. You know, just it's a big family environment. We're all sitting here. When we all play games together, we're going to be here for an extended period of time. So all I ask is be respectful of each other. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> that, that goes on all life. I don't want to say, I was trying to be polite. Right, right, you know, but see, you I have less tact than, than you do, but yeah, just, just don't be a dick. It's, yeah, just, just be happy to be example. here and we're yeah. having fun. This is my... And if you, if you do find yourself being that way, remove yourself. Well, you know, take a walk. Yeah. Plenty of get a breather. Go get it's a, just game. Go get guys. some chicken wings. Right. Grab yourself a liquid death and chill out and murder your thirst. Right. Liquiddeath.com. I've seen plenty of people get a little too competitive. It's like, it's just a game, man, you know? Like, yeah, it's just a game. Unless, you're, unless your mortgage is riding on it, man, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's still at the end of the day. If you're, you're betting pick in those the back, cards back yeah, up, it'll yeah. be all right. If you're betting in the back, you're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, guys. Until, hey, what, what's, what are we doing next time? Uh, from the Flood, I believe. From those. the Flood, yeah. yes. It's uh, very Stranger Things-ish. Yes. So it should fit in. It's the Tales from the Loop. Tales two, from the Loop basically. secondary. Yeah, yeah, second so. one. I think I'm going to get the core one. Doggone it. I got to order that one. Shoot. My luck is probably gone. I told Josh I'd order some. And I dropped the ball. Terrible, terrible store owner. And as always, if anybody out there who listens to this wants to know or wants a game, specific game reviewed, and we haven't done it yet, obviously, drop us a line. Let us know. I will be more than happy to... Yeah, peruse and give you my two cents which you can either take or throw away whatever you want yeah i prefer new games that yes. came out because yeah. waste a lot of time on a game i can't sell like, <laughs> yeah, if you ask me to review you know dungeons and dragons second edition i'll be like this is not yeah you know, i mean you, yeah. guys like if you don't know what dnd yeah the, the <laughs> big one, we steer away from the big ones we're looking right. for the smaller or the reprints or the redos but even even a bigger game that, that that we might not have done like if you want to know pathfinder you've never seen pathfinder you know let's, oh let's yeah know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that's fine too but like, you know just so you know you're gonna get right. the, don't 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 ask me to review first. you know buck rogers from 1978 yeah, or something that's, like that, you know? that's weird <laughs> if you have one you want to sell you can come see me but right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right everybody <clears throat> i think my voice is finally going so give us a call at the shop 216-712-7169 check us out online at immortalsinc.com check us out on facebook uh immortals inc and mortals inc across the instagram twitter yeah. youtube uh twitch which i probably gonna stream some twitch later all right i kind of fell off i gotta get my brother off his butt and help me so uh till next time guys later happy gaming <laughs>